0: Uh, new angles, which means new angles to come from. Speaking of angling my fishing pole down to find some trout, sniff, sniff. So, deep thought. Well, not really deep, depending on your perspective. Or you can flush this one down the toilet, no pun intended. Ariana Roll. Um, so yesterday, I was committing an act that I would say the average person. <clears throat> commits about three or four times a week and that is the old adage probably one of the most common things done in human history other than giving birth And that is doing double P's at the same time and that is pee and poo Both three letter words if you don't want to finish the You know words in the English dictionary, but poo and pee And it got me to thinking I was sitting on the toilet I was doing the do. Don't question the fact that I could pee while I sitting down. It's called double-tasking. It's called being efficient. Your boy's a busy man. I don't have time to be worried about perfection or perception when the door's locked and no one's gonna walk in anyways unless you're at a Dunkin', which I was. But I've been to Dunkin' where I've been walked in three fucking times where someone has walked in on me with, let's just say, my pants down and my wee-wee in plain sight. But anyways... So I got to thinking, and you would think, as someone who's been on this third 26 plus years in society, it's definitely something that's probably slipped my mind, but I've just kept it moving. I'm not a bodily expert function, and I probably should have looked this up. I'm a curious guy who doesn't care to really find out why the curiosity killed the cat. Um, I don't think curiosity kills the cat, never understood that same, because... I do feel like cats uh, just kind of make bad judgment calls. They're smart animals, but somehow they're always dead on the road. Not exactly uh, brilliant, but why? Now to the to the cold open. How come I can clench my cheeks and hold in my pee, my hold in my poop, and I can pee? But, I can't poop and hold in my pee. Because even if you try, a little incidental dribble is going to come out. The next thing you know, it's going to just come out in spurts. like uh, Like when you're going through a real dark session. But yeah. And it's weird because when you really break down what you're doing. When you're holding in your poop and you're holding in your pee. As far as I know. It's kind of like that back butt clinch thing. It's the same thing I use. I don't know, because um, your dick isn't just a loose. It's not just a you know loose uh, used car sells little flapping thing. It's it's a function that's attached to other functions. That's why you feel a little tingle when you let go of the thing that makes it tingle. Um, But yeah That's why like if you Like pre-workout you gotta watch out for that beta alanine That's what makes your booty tingle Fun fact But yeah Welcome to episode 102 Of the Often Beat Podcast And I'm your host Clint And as you can tell New angle but really it's just old angle That I'm bringing back I feel like I'm more comfortable in this setting and speaking of being comfortable in settings, um, you know, going to going to parties, or let's just call them light get-togethers at apartment complexes or small houses of people who are way out of their death financially, and they know they're going to only live there for nine months before they get kicked out, and then they're going to be living in a Ramada Inn for two weeks before they swallow their pride and move back in with their m- uncle, because their parents won't allow them back in, because... Uh, their parents are like no fuck you. You said you would never need us again, and you said we were the worst things that ever happened in your life, and we and you directly told us that you were going to be better without us. And you know what? So far, nine months in, our uh, experiment is correct. You are a piece of shit, my son. So enjoy your Malibu. Is it rum? Yeah, you enjoy your Malibu fucking rum. But anyways. It's weird to go to these get-togethers when you only know like one person and there's 18 other people that you don't know. You're relying on the fact that that one person you do know is going to ease you in. You know, kind of like grease the doors open for you. You know, unbutton, open your mouth, come on my mouth, give me 60 million and call her daddy. But that's... You you can't just go around introducing yourself like that. You know. You got to have. You know. The aforementioned wingman. But not even in a setting where you're trying to. Get with the ladies. Just to get yourself comfortable. Going in their kitchen. And grabbing a few boneless chicken wings. Um, Because it's always weird when you're in a stranger's place. And you only know one person. And that one person only applies to. Six percent of the ratio of the people that are there. And you're you definitely know you're the complete outcast of everyone. Because everyone kind of knows each other. Everyone has at least, you know, gone to a, I don't know, a hibachi place together accidentally while well, they were a the group of nine people, of uh, people who split the bill evenly. By the way, if you have a group of 10 fucking people and you split the bill 10 fucking ways, honestly, um, I hope you get... For your tubes, your whoops, I hope you get your nutsack cut in half. Because the fact that you would try to get the precise cent amount, not even split it nine ways evenly, because I understand there's always that one person that gets like $58 of food, and then you can't have the ratio where someone just got $14, and then spread it evenly, and everyone pays the same 29 bucks. That's not really right. But if everyone relatively gets the fucking same shit, just split it ten. Shove that couple dollars up your ass. And just say you had a good time. Alright. Um, Don't be like. Uh, sw- uh, I got water. I'm not paying for your $3.20 sweet tea. That you got 8 refills on. So you definitely got your money's worth. But I got water. I'm not paying for that. And I get it. Don't pay for something that's not yours. But if you're going to go to big group settings. You got to be ready to pay a little bit. Um, But yeah. Just don't be that one, get the precise set amount, and then you do all that trouble and you tip like 7% because you assume everyone else is going to pick up the slack because you're a cheap fuck. It's, I don't know how that works. I think most people, when it comes to splitting the bill nine fucking ways, I think everyone tips a lot less than they normally would because it's like, well, everyone else is going to tip a decent amount, so I don't need to give too much. Because for nine people, one table, if we all tip 10 bucks, that means they're going to get a $90 tip, and they're not worthy of that, which is kind of a weird thing to say that someone's not worthy of something that particular to you. Well, you know what? Just for going through the trouble of splitting your bill, I don't know if you've ever worked at a fucking waiter place or a place where you have to split multiple people at multiple people's orders, and then at the end, like, hey, by the way, can you split that evenly in four square? It's like, um... That sounds easy, but at the same time, then I have to retype everything that's particular to you. You got to remember exactly what you fucking got. Oh, wait, did he get an extra side of ranch? I got charging for that. Uh, wait, did he, have, uh, did he get the alcoholic drink? I don't remember. I don't fucking know. But stop being difficult fucks going out. But whatever. Anyways. Yeah, when you're in these environments of being in these excluded places where you were kind of invited third party... And you're just like, what's up? You know, you don't want to be the guy that just walks past people and sit down. But you also don't want to be the overzealous guy that, you know. It's like, what's up everybody? Alright, let's have a great time. Let- dap, 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 slap, slap, slap. Boop, boop, boop. Next thing you know, I'm tapping. Melanie. I love the Melanies out there. Because they're melanine skin. Wow, that was a terrible pun. But enough of that if you reverse pun enough kind of like pre come and up (laughs) oh but you never get it back you never get it back once it's gone it's gone anyways um but yeah how do you deal with when you are in those settings and you're just like cool this is nice um i don't know anyone here So I got to ask, what's your name? Then you got to pretend that you give a fuck what they want to do with their life. It's like, look, man, I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I don't care that you're an aspiring uh, engineer because, you know, I don't even think you know what an engineer is or, oh, I don't care that you're, I'm not even kidding. One time told me they were an aspiring poet. And here's the thing. You could tell someone you're an aspiring author, writer and shit. And there is evidence of... There are examples where you can make a lot of fucking money doing it. I've never... I don't... Like, honestly, being a poet, I don't understand the business or the logic of making money in that. Unless you're saying musician. Like, nah, I just want to rhyme some ambiguous words in a deeper state. And most time, actually, nowadays, I did not even have to rhyme. You know, I know a thing or two about that. (laughs) Uh... These are the effortless flows that control me. That's not the words, but you get the point. But yeah, then you got to go around while they're picking up their anti-tizers, while they're, you know, taking hits of their aforementioned vape pens. And they're like, hey, what are, you, what are you? And then like, yeah, this is what I do. I work here. Uh, my passions are this. And they're like, that's crazy. Why would you do both? You can't do both. It's like, well, I guess I do. And they're like, oh, so you don't like go and do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nah, it's called I have a job responsibilities. All, right, all my free time is to get dedicated to my passions. I do a podcast. Go give it a listen, which I would never. I didn't tell anyone here to give my podcast a listen because I don't know if I would even want them uh, to be honest. Because I knew I'd talk about them. And I'm all about talking behind people's backs. Right, bestie? Um, She's my best friend. As uh, Jack Harlow and Chris Brown would say. CB when I was chucking up the deuces. I just now get that fucking reference on. You Only Live Twice. By Drake, uh, Rick Ross, and Lil Wayne. I just got the reference. I thought CB, he was referring to like some producer from 09. Like Chuck D. Or... You know, whatever. But no, he's on my Chris Brown, chucking up the deuces. Your shit was boo-boo, excuses, excuses. And all these people's excuses were complete boo-boo. Uh, they was always about, yeah, you know, I'm not even kidding. This one girl said, if my boyfriend was more supportive, which I don't know why. People were really open, being really comfortable speaking about personal things that no one asked for, that you should probably keep in-house, the no pun intended. And I think she actually was like living there part time But she was just openly While her boyfriend was in the living room Having a beer And uh, you know doing coke eating ass blah 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 She she was sitting there and just like Yeah he's he's not really supportive He's not really supportive of what I want to do But hey you know we gotta do what we gotta do He wants a family one day I'm like whoa whoa why are you telling me this I'm drinking a Mountain Dew it's not someone you, you don't trust secrets with someone that's holding a fucking Mountain Dew. Unless it's Code Red, because, pull the alarm. <laughs> code Red, Code Red. No one actually knows what Code Red means. Um, I guess it just means, alert, alert, and alert. She's, uh, she was definitely trying to get it. Not gonna lie to you. And she was expecting me to be like, that's a shame. You know, you should never be with someone that, doesn't support you or doesn't uplift your dreams and doesn't make you want to go towards it. I was just like, Well, you know, everyone's got their reasons. And that's exactly why I said, looked her dead in the eyes. She just nodded her head awkwardly, took a hit of her cotton candy vape, vaped in my face, said fuck your asthma. And I said, woo. Then my ears popped, and I was like, wow, this is what being on an airplane feels like. And I'm not talking about the movies where there's a lot of slapstick humor because I want to slap a stick on my dick and say, ha ha, you're the joke of this. Um damn it, it's so you're the butt of this joke. Is it nip in the bud or nip in the butt? I was listening to a podcast and there was a big bit through it. You nip in the bud or nip in the butt? I don't even know what nipping is unless you're talking about cheese nips. Because smile, because I always laugh at cheese nip jokes. Oh, <laughs> uh, nips. Oh, I'm sucking her teeth because they always made me laugh and smile. And then that's how she know I was here for the long while. But yeah, reminds me of IHOP International House of Pussycat Dolls. Because I will stick with you. In this conversation with her, I was not for it. Um, she vaped right in my face, and I just, hmm, having a little C and D here, has that COVID nasal drip, which is, uh, I believe the after effects I have in COVID, which I probably had at one point in time, I've been dripping in my left nose for a while, um, I guess you say I'm just, you know, drip Bayless (laughs) because I always got the hot takes for the hot ladies, she wasn't wanting them, so it's cool, but anyways, but yeah, um, Then she just kind of, cool, well, it's nice to see you. Hope you have a good time. And I was like, if there was more room, I would. And so I went to go take a massive shit because I was holding it in. Because I didn't want to just enter, take a shit. By the way, they had no dry toilet paper. I mean, not toilet. They had no dry, yeah, no dry toilet paper. Why was I correcting myself? Always correct myself when I'm already right, but not when I'm wrong. Because facts, overrated. By the way. Um, Neil Young Bitching about whatever on Spotify All I gotta say is I can't remember the last time someone was like You know what this needs You know what no one at the party was like Hey put some fucking Neil Young on It's like Nah not exactly the vibe of the party Um, I don't know Maybe I like some You know third great grandmother's House in the middle of Fucking Macon Georgia I don't fucking know Maybe she's like Barry Barry Neil Young. Oh, because you know, uh, I'll we'll play a game of spades when they always ask how much you want to book. I say Neil because I'm in my younger days. Oh, the youth, yeah. So I was walking around the vicinity. Um, every apartment kitchen these days pretty much looks the same. Um, any, any apartment where you're paying anywhere from like 900 to the 1400 a month, it's all the fucking same. You have the same whirlpool, you know, I will say microwaves in these apartments, pretty high standard fridges. Okay. Except when they don't want to actually, you know, stay cold during the day. Um, and when you have a smart rent lock and it locks you out. It's almost like you're locked out of heaven when it's thirty fucking degrees outside of one a m when you just worked seven fucking hours. It's cool though, fuck me, but yeah, so I already knew where to go to where the cups are because everyone puts cups in the same fucking cupboard, everyone puts plates in the same fucking cupboard um, so like grab a plate, help yourself, even though we were a little even though I was a little late, so I just basically went to go fuck myself like I gave me this dry ass. Fucking chicken tenders. They just basically had like the freezer section, the like basically like Super Bowl appetizers, but uh, lower quality than that. They wouldn't even get like name brand. And I'm not a name brand aficionado, but it's one thing to have like a couple things they're off brand. You can't have the whole layout be market fresh Walmart fucking brand. If you're gonna go off brand, you have to go Publix or even Kroger. People that specialize in grocery store. Fake food to save you a couple bucks. Not fucking Walmart. Are you fucking kidding me? That's cool, though. Um, gotta do what you gotta do. I don't know the budget. Maybe you have a family with a discount there. Maybe you have a, you know, a brother that works at Walmart. And he gets you 15% off the diapers that, you know, you put on your boyfriend. Because, yeah, he, uh, he's certainly shitting the bed. But, yeah. Um... So, helped myself, went to sit down, you know, just mix it in. Not being too pressured, but being involved, just kinda of not along. These people were playing the game of ironically, like the previous episodes telling Monopoly. I don't know what's with the deal of playing long form board games at uh like a get together party. It wasn't a party, it was just a get together. And they're playing fucking Monopoly. Like, oh. I mean so you'll skip, you know, class to, you know, you'll skip math and economics class but you'll play monopoly. It's cool, you know, makes sense. You only pay 8,000 a fucking semester. Why do that when you can just go home and uh tell Jeremiah, "Hey, I just uh I just passed go. 200 bucks, you fucking banker." Yeah. No matter how much you tell her the bank Teller. Oh, uh, Jesus. Um I'm a big fan of Union. It's funny. Every time I... By the way. Every time I enter to a Kroger. It's funny how they emphasize join the Union. But it seems like all these companies don't like unions. I don't know. I find it interesting. But yeah. Um But yeah. It was okay. It was a nice get-to-get. Nothing special. I know I just talked essentially 20 minutes. Well... 18 after the peeing and pooping About something that's not that interesting But you know what I thought it was necessary Because It seems there's very little effort To put into things these days You know Oh Here was my bigger I guess thing Is I'm a very I'm not socially inept But I sure like to make it interesting When 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 you're the outcast type of thing, even when you are the third most attractive guy there out of nine, three for nine, just got to say, no homo, not that I'm grading the other two, but it just comes from body definition and, you know, uh, this this guy actually was dating a model, no fucking joke, cool dude, actually one of the nicer dudes I've met in a while. He's like, hey man, it could happen for you too, and I'm like, I mean, you know, you don't know if I've dated a model. And he just patted me on the shoulder and he's like, I was you once. I'm like, no, you weren't. He's like, no, I wasn't. But I like your style. Um, But yeah, it was a, oh, criminal. They had one condiment in the fucking fridge. And I don't think they were new movings. I think they've at least lived there a few months. They had a couch. They had a rug. Yeah, they had a fucking rug already in the fucking living room. You don't have a rug under your couch in the living room unless you have at least lived there two months. Minimum. It's not one of the first things you do in your first place of living. Shit, I'm in like my fourth place of living. And I don't have a fucking rug anywhere. Except, you know, (laughs) rug matching the drapes. Which they actually don't if you get my drift. Um, but yeah, that's why you shark vacuum because little fins because I always finish Oh Jesus, what a what a Danish motherfucker! But yeah, cheese, bitch, cheese. But yeah, you don't have a fucking rug, especially when it's like Egyptian powdered with like a pharaoh on it, and they had a like forty. You know, not the grandest of TVs, but I'm in no place to judge. It was a Vizio. They had a TV. They obviously put time in the setup. And yet, you have one fucking condiment. It's like, okay, you know what? If I got to use the same condiment for the boneless uh, chicken wings from honey barbecue, the buffalo to plain, the lemon pepper, whatever. It, there, there are certain condiments that are one size fits all. They can work for anything. For example, ranch works for anything, yum yum sauce, surprise works. Um, barbecue sauce for the most part. Honey mustard has its limitations, but you know you can you can justify to yourself to help you sleep at night. But no, they had fucking mustard, not ketchup. Ketchup would be egregious. I could justify the lemon pepper, the chicken tenders on the cat. Fucking mustard, not only the least appreciated. It is honestly one of the most disrespectful things. You cannot just have mustard. And I'm not trying to go on a food rant here. But what I will say is, honestly, if I was a landlord and I did an inspection on your place and everything was spot clean. And there were, you know, if you did random every two months or like uh, these people doing drugs or these people has it. And I opened up your fridge and I saw a bottle a fucking French's mustard. And nothing else that could reasonably go on. You can't have a group setting. I understand. You know what? I'll even give you benefit of doubt. I'm not going to judge your personal life. But maybe you're not someone that does these type of chicken trays and appetizers. And fucking finger food. Where you dip it in shit. On a daily basis. Perfectly reasonable. But if you are going to have a get together of platters and things to where you throw in the oven on fucking aluminum foil and you had to get cooking spray. You know it's not far from the cooking spray? Literally an aisle 2 universal, no matter where you fucking get shit, is fucking condiments. Multiple types. They even have cranch, ketchup and ranch. You couldn't compromise if you can't pick one? They have mayo chub. Eh, it's a little questionable. I wouldn't dip everything, but if it's there, it's there. But no. Mustard. You know what they should have been playing instead of fucking Monopoly? Clue. Because one, they don't have any, and Colonel Mustard would have a thing or two, the pitch, bitch, and throw you off the seaboard. What the fuck is a colonel? Why is he a colonel? Is he a colonel? Like, like what? what is the KFC guy? Why is he called a colonel? He wears a fucking black bow tie with a white outfit. I mean, that's like kind of plantation owners. just throwing that out there. But when I think of Colonel, I think of military. There's nothing about, you know, Colonel the, the Chicken Colonel. Is that his name? The KFC guy? The Colonel? Whatever his fucking name is, there's nothing about him that I think of. I think this guy was in the Vietnam War. Nothing about him. Now, sometimes you run into people and you're surprised like... Yeah, actually, I served four years in the Air Force, and you're like, wow, I'm not gonna lie, it's a bit surprising, but thank you for your service. But Colonel Mustard, there's nothing about Colonel Mustard and the Colonel for KFC where you're like, man, these people have done some time for us. They have served. Maybe they have. I don't know the backstory of Colonel Mustard. I've seen the movie Clue. It's been a while. In case you're like, blues, clues, blues, clues. And then I, I'm i literally sitting in my thinking chair to think, think, and I can't. But you know what? Even Colonel Mustard, he would be like, you gotta at least get some honey mustard in this fucking bitch. No, they had plain yellow fucking mustard. I'm not there to start a war, but hey, if you were going to get items for a group of people, now if it's just you and your girl and... You guys are mustard freaks. I don't know anyone that's a mustard freaks. You don't see anyone with extreme fucking hoarding of mustard. You don't see what's that fucking show where they're like they have weird issues where they're like they eat fucking like hand lotion and eat it like it's fucking you know chips and dip and put it in their mouth type of shit or where they're sitting there and just like a you know, they, like, eat dust or some weird shit. Or, like, they take the dirty fucking uh, fabric that they just vacuumed up. The stuff that you're supposed to pour in the garbage after you vacuum. They pull the thing out, dirt devil, and they eat it. Or they put it in a smoothie. Like, you don't even see that with fucking mustard. I don't know, man. Just a, just a thought. So, basically, I told you 24 four minute situation to get to the point that all they have was mustard and I have mustard and I have definitely relished <laughs> the offer the opportunity here god damn I love these angles it makes my chin move. by the way there's no better compliment than an unexpected your face is thinning it's like man because you know this is just shout out to a co-worker of mine Sherrod uh When I started there, we were in the same orientation group. This is a positive story, so I'm not shitting on a coworker because I would never do that on him. But sure you know, worked together for about maybe a month, month and a little over a month. You know, we start working at our jobs. The next thing you know, he just, you know, he kind of just disappeared, and I kind of knew, like, ah, you know, he was it was a temporary thing. Gonna cool dude. The next thing you know, yesterday, recording this on Thursday. Night, January twenty seventh at eleven o two p.m. Uh, on the ball, and you know I was going to clock out, and I see a co- He's like, "My man," and I'm like, "What's up?" It's like I thought you quit. He's like, "Nah, you know I just left for a little bit." Cool. He's like, he looked up. And he looked me up and down. He's like, "Okay, I see you. You know you 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 getting thin. You you looking good." And I was like, "Not that I was fat." But man, I'm not gonna lie, when I first started the job, I was running. I was a, like a Destiny's child. I was, I couldn't keep up because, baby boy, I was losing my breath. <laughs> That's a. India will love that. Uh, gotta love the Destiny Child references. Can you keep up, baby boy, I'll lose my breath. Sounds like a movie off. It sounds like a song that would be like on uh, Undercover Brother, but it wasn't. Missed opportunity. Probably cost too much money for them to put that on there. Can you keep up? Um, The answer was no. I could not keep up. Um, Quite the opposite. I was actually falling behind. And honestly, I'm not even going to lie. The first, really the first like two or three days. But I remember the first full day I worked my job. I worked like five hours. And it was non-stop move. I got in my car. I remember I walked to my car, sat in my car. And I just sat there looking through my windshield. And I had one of those life moments like, Jesus I don't think I'm coming back tomorrow. And then I remind like, huh? Ah, why do you work here? Oh, because if I don't come back to work tomorrow, the next day, the day after that, I'm not going to have that much money or any. So you know what? And I came back the next day. And after about a week or two, your body gets adjusted to what you're doing. And after a while, it doesn't even seem like like you realize like, oh, it's just more... It's kind of like a reminder like... Oh. You know what? All your problems are typically temporary. And all my life... I, I didn't even turn on my car for like 15 Like you... Sometimes like you know... Everyone will have those days. You can just get in your car after whatever day of work. Whatever bullshit having. You're like... What the fuck? Like your body's tired. Your mind's you're worn out. You have a headache. You're dehydrated. You want to come in your own ass and say... Ah, Fuck. Not again. But, and, but, it's just about getting through that first initial push. Once you do that, it's like giving birth every day. The more you give birth, the less it hurts. That's how giving birth is. I'm pretty sure if you ask someone that's had kids seven times, like ah, by the seventh time, it just feels like you know, uh, craving box Taco Bell shit. You know, with when the soda's not carbonated because it just you see right through me. How do you do that shit? Well, I pee with it, you know, soften the blow. Splash, I guess that's what they mean by Splash Mountain. (laughs) Wet and wild, wet and wild. And you probably get a yeast infection. Oh, by the way, not going to sound ignorant. Going back to the peeing and pooping thing, I just thought about this. I don't know how it works for women, so I'm not going to pretend I do. But you know what? I'm assuming you probably have better control because you're always sitting down, anyways, when you're doing the do, and maybe it's like adaptable nature where, because we stand the pee 90 percent of the time, we we just uh you know there's a way we I don't know maybe maybe it's harder for women I don't know but anyways but yeah uh yeah that was the story the story of my life but yeah it was nice to see you know Shahad a like, Good old, good old pal of mine. I don't know. I wouldn't say good old pal. It's not like I have his number or anything. I don't even know his fucking last name. But when I see him, it's always smile, energetic. All right, hey, here's why I'll go on. You know, there is something about infectious energy. And I, th- I think he's a great example. But I think we've all worked with people or been around people where they just, you know, you may go in the work to, Here's typical I notes. Any day, side note, any day I go into work thinking, today's going to be a great day. Never is. It's always some bullshit. It's always whatever. And every day that I think, like, this day's going to be some bullshit, it ends up just being a little less bullshit than I thought it would be. was a pattern here. It's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> oh, good times. But nah. typically the day, 98% of the time, whatever you go in with thinking, it's not because think about it, you go into something with high expectations, you're bound to be disappointed because you think there's a 98% chance today's going to be good. That means there's a 2%, there's only a 2% chance that that actually really happens or that it's going to, there's only a 2% chance that it exceeds that expectation. But if you go into some, you're dehydrated, your mom told you you're fat, your dad wants to kill you, your sister wants to punch you in the face and, you know, you uh blown a gasket in your car, you know what, you're going in with the attitude bullshit, you're uh, 15, you know, there's a 8% chance your day is going to be good. That means there's a 92% chance you exceed expectations. And everything is just about a baseline, your upbringing, your baseline of where you're coming from, of what you're relating it to. Which means your day is going to be at least... Not as bad as you think it's going to be. And when you go into those days, it always seems things work out where you work with the right people or you run into someone that you see a couple times a week and they always wave. Something as simple as a wave to someone or just smiling at someone, asking the stranger you work with how their day is. How are you today? That shit does go a long way. Not just with me, it's something I apply to people, and I can see their mood change. Not that I'm the, everyone, let's get together, and let's make today at blah 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 a day to remember. Because hey, darling, I hope you're good tonight. Because once you leave here, um, I'll be right outside ready to pick you up. (laughs) Because I know where your car is, you always park in the backside. And that's where I like to get her done. Um, But yeah, blue collar, comedy tour. And blue collar jobs require blue collar mentality. But yeah. Uh, But yeah, nothing like when a job tells you stresses every day. Come in at this time. Come in 15 minutes early than the actual time you're actually required to be there. So then everyone starts doing that. And then now that when we show 15 minutes early, they tell us not to clock in until the fucking time you're actually supposed to to begin with, so we do all that stress, we get bitched out on days that we show up, and on the days we do show up when we're supposed to, they say, nah, fuck you, you're not getting that 15 minutes of pay, ah, okay, we'll just go fuck ourselves, it's cool though, um, side note, anyways, getting a little too, oh, let's, uh, pump the brakes here, Clint, it's supposed to be a positive pod, HIV, or aid, let me aid to your visa, Um, because the credit when the credit is due, we only got 16 digits to save the world. But yeah, uh, but yeah, sometimes just something as simple as that. It could be at work. It could be you go inside of a gas station and you go get a fucking, you go get a bag of chips and a vanilla Coke that's going to, you know, kill your fucking arteries in three years at this rate. You know what? Just as simple as waiting in line, someone behind you and you can see like they're going through their f- you can see they're just like they're in a mood you tell them down they're like hey how are you you turn up like you doing well today now they may tell you go fuck yourself because you know what you ask the wrong person and but don't let that person tell you to go fuck yourself when you ask them how their day is to actually just go fuck yourself you just ah, i'll just go fuck myself and then you know what do the shove in their face the person that gets behind them you shove your head around them be like hey How are you today? You know what? You can skip me. You know what? You do like a drive-thru. You know what? I'm going to pay for the person behind me, but not you because you were a cunt. But the person behind you that was just nice coming through here, waiting in line just to get the kid a fucking popsicle and get themselves some swisher rolls. Um, But hey, you know, we all got our problems. But you know what? You pay for that and you skip that person that told you to go fuck yourself and you pass it along like those commercials. Those dumb fucking pass it on commercials. That's supposed to be. Oh some kid falling off a skateboard. And there's three random kids on the corner. Pointing and laughing at them. And they're just down on luck. And then there's some. Then there's some girl that's at work. With her mom at a convenience store. And she watches and she goes outside. And she has her hands out. And she's like want to come to the park. Here you can have my scooter. And we can go together. And. He gets her mom to get band-aids and alcohol and swabs and stuff, rub the skid marks. And then they start walking to the park and they pass the three kids that were pointing and making laugh at them. And then as they're going off on the sidewalk, the next thing you know, it's a subtitle and caption with the background noise narrated by Samuel Jackson or some famous actor. And they're like, generosity, pass it on. It's like, all right, but what are the odds That you're gonna fall off in a skateboard in front of a convenience store where there's fucking band aids and there's fucking things that directly fix the issue. And what the odds that three kids are just gonna laugh, pointing at you. I don't really think a lot of kids just point and laugh at you. I think they may make fun of you, but they're gonna, they may laugh or like, hey man, you need some help? Like, kids, like kids are just sitting there, like, fucking, like, Co name kid next door and like up in the tree and like you dirty whore like that's not how that's not realistic and it's a commercial I get generosity help people accountability blah 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 um they they should have like the really NC seventeen version of that it's like some guy walks in on well actually I don't know if I should go down that road but like in the wake of the Duke lacrosse thing it's like a guy walks in on nine guys in a circle. You know, questionably ramming a girl who's probably drugged. And then they show them stopping it all, beating the fuck up all the dude, getting the girl, put her in a car, dump her in a lake. No, I'm kidding. Not dump her in a lake. Take her to the hospital, get her checked, and be like, do the right thing. Accountability. Pass it on. Like, they should do more real versions, not these kid YMCA at the fucking YMCA basketball bullshit. Like, this kid packed your shot, hey coach. Actually, remember, remember that one where it was it was the basketball. The coach calls a timeout, and the fucking kid is like, "Coach, my foot was on the line." And then everyone, kid, there's ten seconds left in the game. If we give him the ball, we're gonna lose. And he's like, "Coach, my foot was on the line." And the coach looks at him, he's like, everyone, and he's just like, "All right, guys." And then he tells, and then he quote unquote does the right thing. You're like, all right, guys, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get a full, we're gonna get in a full court press defense them all. We're gonna defend the inbounds and blah blah blah. And then right before they go back in the court, he pulls the kids like, hey, good job. Waves second. Then the kid goes to the fucking ref, tells the fucking ref like, hey, my foot was on the line. The ref's like, oh well, since you say so, all right, just change possessions. It's like even in the NBA where they have full replay, if you were to tell a ref, hey, actually, ref, be honest, my foot was on the line, they would be like, um, yeah, I can't trust your where we're gonna have to, But it's like, but the thing I'm telling you is actually not in my favor. They're like, you know what, we don't trust you. Actually you're full no, no, look, half my fucking size 18 foot was on the fucking line. And they're like, Nah, we're gonna see. It's like you can't like and this was obviously just like a rec league or whatever, so they didn't have instant replay. They, they didn't have no ref. Meaning, like, what well guys? What do we do? This guy says, so like, hey, well, fuck it. Is there is there a win and loss come And then I think they end up ironically, he makes the game winning shot, and they win type of shit. I could be wrong. Maybe they end up losing, and it's like, hey, and then like the whole pass it on caption was, uh, honesty. Pass it on. It's like. You know what? Every fucking coach and every single person in this world would be like. Actually, honesty, hundred percent time, not always the best thing in the world. It's like, hey, it's not your fault that didn't call it. It's not like you viciously took advantage. Yeah, your foot was on the line. Sometimes you're an habitual line stepper, and this, my friend, is why. I like the kid. Obviously, wasn't the best player on the team. Well, I don't know. Maybe he was. You know, ratio wise. Uh, <laughs> um, but he certainly, he certainly looked like he knew what the fuck he was doing out there at least. So I'm going to assume he had good coordination, but it's like, Hey, you know what? Let me ask you something. And he's going to, and I bet you in that scenario, I bet you some kid tried that in real life. Like six months later after that became a big commercial all over, you know, TV and shit, I'm pretty sure some kid in a game, and then that fucking coach strangled the fuck out of his kid, like he was a, uh, like a, shit, what's the fuck, like Cart like fucking South Park, like, huh? <coughs> it's, oh, like fucking, uh, Jesus, why am I drawing a fucking, you get the reference I'm making, it's like some kid getting strangled in a cartoon for fun, for humor. And I bet the coach is fucking, like, decked that kid. Kind of like that high school player that, like, just decked the ref, like, a year ago. And it was like the most. They're going to press charges. Like, I'm pretty sure. Because, like, fuck you. And it was probably the coach's son. And I'm pretty sure he told the ref. And the ref's like, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> you are like, what? Shut up, then. Hey, we don't want to change the rule. We don't want to embarrass ourselves. Just play along, as Bugs Bunny would say. Play along. Um but yeah. Oh Jesus, good times. Yeah, gotta love those pass it on commercials. Oh, and I didn't even get the double entendre of that well not double entendre, but that was a basketball. It's called pass it on. But yeah. Yeah. Commercials were so basic, but they were so good back in the day. Now commercials are one highly overrated. Now it's more about effects and all this shit. And the thing is, back in the day, it used to be corny, cheesy effects, but the emphasis was on the "Whoa, dude, hell, hell. you wanna watch? You wanna watch the Olympics? Hubba Bubba tape." Oh, wow. and it was cool. Now it's like everything's gotta have this deeper. It's gotta be oh, it's now it's like Hubba Bubba commercials. Is your kid? Does your kid have pink hair? Does you- does your kid uh does he like kissing things that aren't the opposite sex because we got to prove we- it's like you're a fucking gum company just because people share gums it's like no 12 year old out there is doing makeout games with their switch and hubba bubba in each other's mouth or bubba tape or five gum or fucking you know spearmint you know you get the fucking drift And what 13-year-old is popping dentine ice mints in their fucking mouth? Mints are supposed to be like, well, when I used to think of mints, right? I used to think mints are like, mm, like mouthwash. You don't do mouthwash when you're like 14 or 15 years old. That's something you're like, hmm, senior year of high school, prom night. Eh, Might uh, give this a little refresher. It's like, nah. And like mouthwash is something like you start doing like as you kind of get older. Mouthwash now? something you do eleven to twelve. Like that's weird. I don't know. At least I didn't. My yeah. shiny teeth in me. God. About chip off the old skylark. <laughs> oh Jesus! But yeah. Like there's progression in mintiness. There's pro- there's progression in oral refreshments. And I. By the way, I've never been to. Maybe this just shows what type of hotels I've ever stayed at. I've never stayed at a hotel where I've had a mint anywhere in the fucking room. Not just the pillowcase. Not even accidentally they left it in the bathroom by the, you know, mandatory bar soaps they have to hand you. It's like ah, oh, oh, fuck, we left a fucking red mint. It's like no, nah, not even an accidental mint. Uh, most of the time you're just trying to avoid any type of oral things going in your mouth in those type of places. Talk about bed bugs. <laughs> um, yeah, I made a mistake one time and sleeping almost in the nude. Just whitey-tidies. Don't ask why I was in a hotel. Let's just say we were uh, like Drake on his Thank Me Later album. I was just a uh, show me a good time. Yeah, just trying to, you know, impress the ladies. But I woke up. And my uh, thigh had a bunch of marks on it. And I was like, wow. What a dumbass I am. Thinking in a hotel that I spent 78 bucks on that night. I was going to leave out mark free. And she wasn't even there for more than half the occasion. But hey, don't need to get into that. Fuck me. No one cares. Didn't split the bill because I'm a gentleman. And But those bedbugs did not take a gentle, <sighs> Man. But yeah, um, I've never gotten that type of treatment. So maybe that's why I don't think like I'm deserving. And I was listening, you know, it's weird because I was listening to Mark Norman, an old interview he did on Opie and Anthony. I know people are tuning out now. But I'm going to get to the bigger type of thing. And he basically fast forward. He starts making money in comedy, blah blah blah. He has a place in New York. He travels. He's making a shitload of money. He has specials and blah blah. blah. And he still doesn't have furniture in his house. He has a couple pairs of shoes. He has like two pairs of shoes, a couple pair of jackets, a pair, a pair of nuts. Blah blah. blah whatever. He has some hair gel. You know. That's the extent. But. Even go like he'll say when he goes past a smoothie shop and sees people spend eleven bucks on a smoothie, like he'll see, he'll see like unquote fat person. He'll be like, "What would you do there in that smoothie?" But it's really like him. He's like, ah, you know, I I don't, you know, I I just try to get free food. and this is a guy who makes money. He so sometimes he even he still goes to, like Walmart and he'll like steal something small because I have a big corporation. Like so, like, no matter how much money you get, there's something in you that's like. I'm not deserving of this. Or I'm very judgmental in a weird way. And it all starts from internal childhood, blah, 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 you know, right? And he he just... And I think, like, I didn't resonate with him completely on everything. I was like, all right, man. Because I'm the opposite. Like, man, if I enjoy something, I'm just going to eat it. I'm not going to feel too guilty about it. It's like, hey, if I can technically pay for it on my debit card, I can afford it. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. But it's this... uh. And obviously, look at me. Obviously, I don't have a problem having a few things I shouldn't or exploiting the options. But, 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 he did. And it's okay. I don't shame him. Yeah, I'm going to move on from that. Don't know the direction I was going there. But I do got that one thing in one direction. Get out, get out, get out of my head. And I uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to a, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to a monster truck event, right? I miss it. Once upon a time when I was younger, fun, fun story, story time, we went to the whole event was we were gonna go my it was my dad me and my brother and this was when i believe this is when the falcons played in the georgia dome i believe this was like oh seven, oh eight, somewhere in that range i was a young whippersnapper and this was the day that michael vick was uh well you know let's just say he was killing it <laughs> uh he had a he had a lot of dogs in this fight but it was fan. It was it was it was a fan event. We're in the George Dome. I think it was like a Saturday or some shit. It was off season for the Falcons, so it's not like, oh, they had a game tomorrow. Like, nah, it was off-season, it was a fan event. But Michael Vick was the main attraction. You basically go there, get some autograph, you take pictures, posters, you know, it's something for the it's something for the family, the dads, and the, and the sons, you know. Yeah, football. And we go there and we're waiting an out. We're going around the whole like they have like this whole like I don't want to say gallery, museum thing, but it's like they have this like small little tour thing, you know, it's by the city, so we're kinda you know, we did a few things in the city we eat, then we went there, far as I can remember. And I think this was like not even a year before all the shit with the dog stuff. It may have even been the upcoming season when all that shit happened. Um yeah, we did all this and I remember we did all this. I remember like it was like four through four o'clock. My dad was fucking pissed. He's like, oh fuck this guy, man. Fuck this guy. It's like we did all this and just out of nowhere, he's like, eh, he's not making it today. Um <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, you know, that would be like going to that'd be like going to a Drake concert. Like at the time, Michael Vick was the biggest thing in fucking sports. That'd be like going to a Drake concert, like, hey guys. 20 minutes for sure. Hey guys, I know you paid to see Drake. I know you scheduled your whole day just so your kids can go take pictures with Drake. But hey, um, change of plans. We're going to have Polo G go out there. Same thing. Same show. Not none too different. We're going to have Polo G. And he even brought on a second act, Lil Tecca. Woo! And they didn't even have a secondary act come to replace my. They did not, like, at the time, they're like, hey, we don't want Michael Vick, but you want Algie Crumpler? Like, they didn't even try, like, look, we're not even going to try. We're not even going to try to pretend, like, the Falcons weren't that good at the time. It's like, wh- what are we going to see? Keith fucking Brooking? No offense to Keith Brooking. Long-time player, successful. But no one was going to see a guy with 4-7 speed make 140 tackles. That's not what we... You know, woke up at 8 a.m. that day, got in the city at 10. That's not what you took your kids to the city for. No offense to Keith Brooking, But I remember then they gave us, um, if I remember correctly, they're like, okay, sorry about this. And they gave us access, basically, to the fanfare thing, which I think was part of the thing. And it was like, hey, instead of waiting till 5, you guys could just go in there now and it's like, these play areas, there's a throw the football, but you know, it's something for kids to do whatever. It's, where the, it's basically like a playground for kids and the parents just in there like, eh, my kid, he can't fucking throw, fuck. And it's just like kids play games, they have employees there, everyone's having a good time. And then they throw in complimentary tickets because that night they had the uh, monster truck event. Not motocross. Motocross used to be a big thing when it was Ricky Carmichael, Chad Reed, all that good shit. Everyone knows about it. You didn't have to be fun. You know, now I'm thinking about motocross in that day was what UFC is now, except motocross didn't hold a sustainable business, but it was a UFC of its time frame, live events and everything. I went to a couple. It's actually pretty cool. Anyways, um, but we went to the event. And I'm I'm 90% sure I got the facts correct here. But yeah. And they're just like, here. You know what? Fuck it. Go to the monster truck event tonight. It's at the dome. It's like literally right next. It's in the dome. It's actually in the main event area. Go have a good time. Go fuck yourselves And Sorry for the inconvenience. I know you came out here to see Michael Vick leave at 6 o'clock and call it a day. But now we're going to keep you. You've been in the city since 10 a.m. Why don't you just be here till 10 p.m.? Yeah, kids, it's a school night. Well, it's not a school night, it was Saturday. But you know, some of y'all go to church, didn't apply to us, but hey. You know, that's the excuse we could have used. And of course, I believe we got like free shit, a bunch of free shit, because my dad's always like, nah, fuck you guys. We're getting more shit out of this. And I got respected. But yeah, if I went to go see Michael Vick and I got fucking to see a green fucking monster truck flying in the air to get his struts and towed off the fucking dirt road. Yeah, you know what? I kind of have a problem with it too. But you know what? You make the most of it. It's a life lesson. Sometimes you don't enter the presence of things to get what you went for, but sometimes you're left with something more. What do we leave with? Um, I don't know. We left like a poster. Visualizations of big trucks. Um, Yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, that's my motocross truck story. All because Michael Vick, um, I'm going to assume, is probably going through shit at that time of frame. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Jesus. But, yeah, now it is kind of weird now. You see uh, Michael Vick on. He's been on, like, this not ever since he got out. Joe really got back in the league and ever since he even retired, it's really just been a long redemption. And I think most people forgive him because I think, honestly, most people don't care about animals the way they do. Um, And I'm not, by the way, it's not right what happened. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he shouldn't have served his time and all that shit. All I'm saying is, um, I'm just going to say, I don't think a lot of people care for animals. No matter how obsessed or personally obsessed they pretend to be about them, but. My personal view. Um But it's weird how there's been this complete and I'm sure he's changed his life and all that shit. But every time like I, I see oh he's redeemed it and every time and I'll hold it against young. But I was saying like I was saying like I wonder if all the fathers that took their kids to see him that day, they see all this shit and they're like Alright, but you know what? Even though The kids at the time were like nine years old. I know all of them are like 28. But you know what? Maybe it should be, hey, on that fateful day in 2007, if you tried to take your kid to this fan event, you, it could be like one of those lawyer commercials. If you were exposed to asbestos and mesothelioma in the bombing of Syria, you are entitled to $38 million. It'd be like... If you if you can prove you went to this May seventh event in two thousand seven to this fan event, where you took your kids to see Michael Vick and he backed out at the last minute, you are entitled to another fan event that he will actually be there this time. And it'd be like it'd be like uh it'd be like those videos on YouTube or those pictures where, uh, like a parent and a kid take a picture every year for, like, 50 years to show the gradual change in who they are. It'd be like, everyone shows up, and it's just a bunch of angry 26-year-olds. Like, well, I don't want you now. You can't run. You're washed up. You're retired for seven years. Like, you know, couldn't even bring my dog to this event because, you know, you know, you got to keep your distance, apparently. I don't even think he could own an animal for, like, the rest of his life. Uh, I don't even think... it's He basically obviously nowhere near being a child basically he has to go by like child predator laws but with animals he can't even be he can't even own an animal he can't even live within like you know 8 miles of a dog kennel type of shit he can't even live within 4 miles of a vet I'm pretty sure there's some weird shit about that you know in case he gets the urge to just fucking have dogs eat the shit out of each other I don't think he has a weird urge for that I think it was just all money and upbringing and stuff you know animals weren't looked in such a light they were just like get them um but yeah i wonder if they would do that like hey woody's roundup back to the georgia dome because you know it's pretty useless for everything else now well i think now they call mercedes-benz well no because they're two different stadiums they actually built a fucking mercedes-benz Never been in Mercedes-Benz, from what I heard, it's a pretty cool facility. And it's like unlimited refills for three bucks. It's weird how it took these stadiums a long time, but like, you know what? Just fill up your own shit. Here's a flat rate. I'll, like the soda we're gonna fucking give you anyways. Flat. Jesus. But yeah. Cause guess what? I would make time ago. I would take off for work and do it. It would be important to me. Now, and, you know, obviously, it was more, I wasn't like, oh, Michael Vick is my favorite player. But it was cool. Like, he's your hometown quarterback. He's your hometown superstar athlete. Like, it's like, yeah, Woo, Michael Vick, you're young. You see a guy running fast. You see a guy making plays, changing. Like, he yeah, has all this superstar power. But I also think the comeback redemption story has kind of overridden a lot of uh, stuff that happened. During that time frame. And how he treated the Falcons. And the fan base type of thing. And I'm not. And I'm not into athletes. owe anything. Anyone type of shit. Oh by the way. Baker Mayfield. I don't understand the. I'm getting off social media. For the foreseeable future. Because it's toxic. It's like. I hate to break it to you. The for, when I hear the word foreseeable future. I think of. Okay. Someone's just saying that. For an indefinite amount of time. But one day they're going to come back. Like. It's not necessarily set in stone, but it's like, just for now, I'm getting off. Isn't it kind of weird how you make a social media post about how you're getting off the same thing you're making a post on? Heavily ironic. But, I had to break it to you. In a year or two, social media is not going to be any better. It's probably going to be worse. I I don't think when people say they're really committed to actually get rid of it. I think they just want to commercialize. They just want to see what they want to see. If it's that bad, then get rid of it. I don't go on Instagram. I don't really go on social media at all. And for me, it's just like I realize like it's a lot of wasting time personally. And you know, you can see things. You can come across stories. A like constant algorithm shit. Where it's like this shit can like fuck up an hour of your day just by seeing something, thinking, get angry. With this. But it's just like, I don't understand the foreseeable future part. If you're going to leave, then just quit. If it's bad for you, it's bad for you. Why does why does someone have a hard time just getting rid of something? And for people to say, oh, well, he could have sponsors or brand deals that he promotes on there. It's like, okay, then. Then don't say you're quitting it. You could just have, you could you literally pay someone to run your account and post this for an ad read or whatever the fuck. And you don't have to read this shit. But I understand, like, people come after his wife, like, you know, death threats. And that shit's ridiculous. It, it's it's uncalled for. And all. But what I'm saying is, when people are like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. It's like, then quit. Like, no one's out here tracking if you're on Instagram. It's like, you think, like, that's not the different. That's not the reason why you are or not doing good. Or whatever you're trying to say, this is holding you back in. Maybe it's a distraction, which if it's a distraction, then do what you got to do to not be honored. Delete the account, you know, take it off your phone. Do what you have to do. I'm an advocate of that. What I'm not is making, blaming, Uh, uh I'm getting off it for the foreseeable future. You know what, man? If, if you are going to take indefinite time off something, you probably don't need it. It's probably bad for you. And there's no foreseeable future. It's just like it's not in it. I'm getting rid of it. It's not important. Andrew Luck did it. And he quit football because his old because the team didn't want to actually, you know, block from him and shit. And by the time they figured that shit out, the man was losing hair, fucking hurt all the time with gray shirts with fucked up shoulders. And now you look at him a couple weeks ago, national championship game. The dude fucking is like 195 pounds. He still looking in pretty good shape. He looked like he grew his hair back. It's crazy, like the stress of what he was doing. <coughs> literally, like literally, you look at when uh, he was at the stadium at Lucas, and everyone basically found out at the same time that he was retiring. While he's on the like the dude, looked like he aged like twelve years in three years. The hair was leaving. He had a bunch of surgeries. He's just hurt. He's probably going through a bunch of shit because it's very tedious. It's it's a hard process, but the man. Is losing hair at the time? Then you seen a couple weeks he was like energized and he's like, right, everyone have fun, right, Current right, and he's got a full set of hair and it didn't look unnatural. That's why that stress thing is real. And you know, I just think when with Baker's all right, man. Like I, I don't have anything. I'm not even holding this past season really against him. He was hurt and shit. But at the same time, like I'm not a big fan of people like making announcements of thing they're not of things that they say they're gonna stop doing on the thing that they're gonna stop doing it on. Because if you really just wanted to quit some, you wouldn't make an announcement. You would just do it. Because i I'm guess. Let me tell you, if Baker Mayfield were to quit and delete his Twitter account tomorrow or his Instagram, no one's gonna be like, "Oh my God, what am I gonna do without a Baker Mayfield update?" It's like, oh, alright, I mean, that's weird. It's like, it's a little odd. It's not like, oh my god, what's wrong with this guy? It's like, oh, all right. I mean, do what you gotta do. Really, if anyone deletes their Twitter or Instagram, it's like, it shouldn't be this big announcement. It's like, oh, okay, he did what he wanted to do, had to do, blah, 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 cool. Foreseeable future? I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. All right, I think I'm gonna <coughs> cap it off there. That was episode one oh two of the Often Beat podcast with Clint Nelson. All right, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe and suck some titties. Hopefully the audio's okay because I tried a new angle, different mic position. If you Get my swinging dick drift. And like and subscribe. Yeah. Keep the views. Well, not really the views. More of the listens. And listen. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. And uh, yeah. Have a great day. And fuck your mustard. I mean, seriously. Fucking mustard in the fucking fridge. Jesus fucking Christ. You can't make this shit up. What is wrong with people?